You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of Locked On Giants. I'm Ed Valentine, along with co-host Pat Trena, and we come to you on Monday, the day after the Giants' season-opening loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lots and lots to discuss. Patty, uh, how are you, and, and are you uh, are you ready for this discussion? I think so, Ed. I mean, you know what? A loss is a loss, but there was some good, and uh, you know, mixed in with the bad, and and you know, un- unlike last year when they just when the losses just seemed to be numbing, there's actually I think a little bit in here that that you can take away and, and feel good about. You know, Patty, I'll warn you as we get started. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I spent five days or five hours in the car yesterday, you know, driving back and forth to the game. And, and it's interesting that you, uh, that you went there, uh, you know, with your initial comment because in a way, I agree there were some positive signs. This doesn't feel like. You know, the years when the Giants started 0-5, 0-6. Uh, you know, we've both been impressed with a lot of the things that we've seen, you know, through the through the spring and through the summer, you know, leading up to yesterday. I think we both feel like the Giants are in a better place. But when push comes to shove, you know, the old saying is that there are no moral victories in the NFL. And when push comes to shove... The bottom line is yesterday was a loss in a season where the Giants aren't going to be able to afford a lot of, you know, difficult losses in games that they could have won. You know, that was a loss in a winnable game at home, in a game that was always within reach, in a game where they had opportunities. And and, and I, I look at it, yes, there were some positive things, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, some good play by the defense, especially as the game wore on. Um, you know, a lot of, of positive things to take away from it, but the bottom line is in the end, they lost a football game that was there for them to win. Oh, I agree. Don't get me wrong. I mean, a loss is a loss. And the NFL, you know, as I wrote for Inside Football this morning, the NFL doesn't award moral victories or partial points in the standings for a moral victory. Um, with, with that said, you know, you, you're absolutely right. The game was there for the taking. The defense held it close. You know, it was a winnable game. But unfortunately, Ed, as I wrote last night for Forbes, um, a lot of the same problems popped up that we saw last year. And it just seems like the Giants just don't have answers to these problems. Well, Patty, with that said, you know, Giants fans, we're going to go through some of those problems. We're going to go through some of the good things. We're going to go through some of the bad things that, that happened today or, or yesterday. Um, and, and I think, Patty, we have got to start with, for me, the, the worst thing that happened. And I think we're going to call this the the Eric Flowers still stinks section of the show. Oh gosh! <laughs> wow, you weren't kidding when you said you were cranky and tired, huh? No, no, uh, because yeah. I mean it. It took it took one snap yesterday for us to realize that 
Eric Flowers moving from left tackle to right tackle wasn't going to change anything about Eric Flowers' play on the field. Ed, I've been saying this all year long leading up to this game. You know, I, I, I've said it on Twitter. I've said it before. You know, we, we've had on our show before, you know, Duke Manyweather, who, of course, is an excellent uh, and, and, and very knowledgeable offensive line uh, uh, coach and consultant. And I know we asked him the question before, and, and I know I've reiterated the answer. And the question was, you know, will moving Flowers from left tackle to right tackle help him? As so many fans seem to think would be the case. And Duke's answer, and I'm going to paraphrase here, was that no, it's not an automatic fix because now you have to relearn landmarks, you have to adjust your footwork, you have to just basically, it's like learning to write with your left hand after writing for years with your right hand. It takes time. It's not an instant fix. And I think people are now starting to understand that it's not an instant fix. You look at Eric Flowers, and I, I started looking at the tape this morning before we started recording and his footwork is all over the map and if you don't have a solid base as an offensive lineman guess what you're going to get beat you're going to have to resort to tripping and holding and grabbing and twisting you know it's it's just for whatever reason Eric Flowers just doesn't either doesn't trust his technique or maybe he's he's overthinking things I, I don't know you know he he didn't speak to the general uh, masses yesterday in the locker room to talk about the performance. But it's very frustrating that after what, this is his fifth year now fourth. and it, and the fourth, I'm sorry, his fourth year. And he's still committing the same mistakes that he's, that he made as a rookie. And that's very frustrating. Patty, it was a situation yesterday where we all knew that the giants were facing an incredibly good defense with, with an outstanding front seven. Um, we knew it wasn't going to be clean. We knew it wasn't going to be pretty. I mean, y you hoped for, you know, a couple of big plays, you know, which Saquon Barkley provided one. The one thing you couldn't have were the, the egregious mistakes and, and the penalties. And we got two of those in the first three plays of the game, which cost the Giants a five-yard gain and a 34-yard gain and set the tone for what was a really, really, really rough day, you know, for that offensive line as a whole. And and if I can, I need to say one more thing about Flowers. And, and you mentioned it, Patty. And you mentioned the fact that he did not talk to reporters last night. And I have to say this. There has to be some accountability. I get the fact that Eric Flowers doesn't like to talk to the media. And I'll be honest, I was in the locker room last Wednesday and I tried to talk to Flowers about his progress at right tackle and his development there and all of that. And he blew me off and walked away. So, okay, fine. He didn't want to talk on a Wednesday. But I was absolutely disgusted last night, to be honest with you. I watched Nate Solder. Will Hernandez, Patrick Omame, and John Halapio all stand at their lockers and answer questions about the struggling offensive line, all stood there and answered questions that were directly about Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers 
blew off the only reporter who had the courage to go up and ask him if he would talk last night and left the room without speaking to anyone. And I'm sorry, that's for me, you know, that's a lack of accountability. That's a lack of respect for your own teammates. And and I was thoroughly disappointed by that. Not surprised, but disappointed. Yeah, I was going to say, Flowers has never been one to be chatty with the media. And, you know, I, I don't know why that is. Um, I don't care about chatty. I just think you have right. to be accountable well, when you're leaving I, other people I, I to talk it. about your screw-ups. I, I get it, Ed. I, I'm just I'm saying chatty in general. Um, but I agree with you. I agree. You know, look, each one of those guys, like you said, stood there and answered questions. I mean... I st- stood there talking to Will Hernandez for a few minutes after, you know, the crowd left and that kid was down. He was, he was upset with how he played. And you, I, I, at one point I wondered if he was going to break into tears. That's how upset he was. And, you know, okay. He didn't have the best game. He struggled. You know, he's a rookie. He's going to struggle until he finds his feeding, but his, his footing rather. Um, but he, held himself accountable and, and, and he said, I got to get this fixed. I I'm better than this. I know I'm better than this. And he said, I let my teammates down. And, you know, y- you know, even though it, he, like I said, he didn't have the best game to see him stand there and, and just take it so hard as he did and say, look, I was part of the, the, the problem today is a part of, as opposed to being part of the solution. Y- you take your hat off to the kid because that, that's not, that's not easy to get up there and say, hey, I screwed up. None of us wants to do that. I mean, you don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But it's part of life. It's part of being human. And I don't know if Eric Flowers just feels that I don't have to be accountable to you, the media, or, you know, I only give a, you know, a damn about what my coaches say and my teammates say. I, I don't know what's going through his head, but but you're right. It's just, you know, I think Pat Shermer preached accountability. Um, when he came in here and I don't know if that accountability extended to the media. I, I, I suppose to a degree it did, but I don't know to what degree, but it was very disappointing that, that Eric flowers just, you know, all he had to say, I think is just, just, Hey, I didn't play well. You know, we, as an offensive line need to clean up some things, you know, basically, the same kind of line that Nate Solder was giving everybody. We've got to get things cleaned up. None of us played well, yada, yada, yada. You know, that that's all it would have taken. It didn't, didn't, Flowers didn't need to give a, you know, recite a, a long, lengthy soliloquy there. He just, a couple words would have been good, but, you know, it is what it is. Patty, with, uh, you know, I, I, it's about accountability. You know, with that said, uh, I I could talk about flowers some more, but uh, but let's not do that. Let's actually take a quick break. Uh, we'll hear from our sponsor, one of our two sponsors today. Uh, we will hear from the Athletic, and then we will come back and we'll talk about uh, a couple of more pleasant things. We'll talk about Saquon Barkley, and we'll talk about Odell Beckham. Hey there, New York sports fans! Are you tired of the clickbait? Tired of seeing the same headlines reported every day? Are you sick of having your reading pleasure interrupted by those annoying pop-up ads? Then you really need to check out The Athletic New York City. The Athletic has assembled a team of all-star writers covering all of your favorite teams. The Knicks, Giants, 
Devils, Rangers, Nets, Yankees, Mets, Jets, and others. Want to see what's going on with teams in other cities? You can do that too. A subscription to The Athletic New York gives you full access to the site's entire network of cities. Want to take part in a live Q&A with a writer who covers your favorite sports team? You can do that too. It's all there, ready and waiting for you with just a single sign-on. Why not give The Athletic a try today? They're offering a free 7-day trial with no obligation. If you like their coverage, save 40% off a full-year subscription when you sign up for an annual plan. That's right, an annual subscription comes to just a measly $2.99 per month when you take advantage of The Athletic's special introductory offer. Visit www.theathletic.com slash Giants to start your free trial. All right, Giants fans, Ed Valentine and Patricia Trena here uh, in our latest edition of Locked On Giants. We're uh, talking about Sunday's 20-15 loss to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we opened our show, uh, you know, talking about uh, about Eric Flowers, uh, you know, talking about the offensive line a little bit. Um, you know, we, we could probably spend an entire show, we could probably spend forever talking about the offensive line, Patty. But let's talk about a couple of things that, that were more fun uh, to watch yesterday. The, the debut of Saquon Barkley and a pretty successful return to uh to game action by Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I mean I'm going to start calling these two Batman and Robin. I mean, they were Johnny on the spot yesterday. They they provided a spark. You know, Beckham, let, let let's actually start start with Beckham because you know, everybody's going to look at the stats. Uh, 11 catches out of 15 targets, 111 yards. But it wasn't just that that Beckham contributed. His mere presence on the field was responsible for for drawing, I believe, two uh, um, two defensive pass interference penalties, which gave his team a first down. I mean, this this kid is just such a tremendous talent that even when he's not getting the ball, just him being on the field is is like you know you got to keep one or two guys watching everything he does because he could just burn you in a snap of the fingers. And Patty, it was nice to see him out there. He played really well. It was nice to see him comport himself well in a matchup, you know, a, largely against Jalen Ramsey, although Ramsey didn't follow him around the field per se. You know, Ramsey's a, a, a talker. We know that Odell's gotten himself in trouble with those kind of guys in the past, um, you know, especially, you know, with uh, with Josh Norman. It was, you know, it was nice to see him look healthy, it was nice to see him play well. Um, the Giants didn't score enough points yesterday. They they came up short. You know they they missed one or two opportunities. Uh, came up short in a couple of uh, you know third down and fourth down situations. But I think that that what we saw with with Beckham is that he's absolutely healthy. Uh, and and we saw with the combination of of Beckham and Barkley that the Giants should be able to put up a lot of points this year. I mean, not every defense they're going to play is going to be as good as the one that they faced yesterday. So very, very encouraging 
opener, you know, as far as I was concerned for Odell. I mean, the only thing that was missing, you know, was what we got from Barkley was that one game-changing explosive play. Um, and I thought the Giants got close to that a couple times. Yeah, I, I agree, Ed. I mean, you know, the the thing that Barkley and Beckham bring that I really like, and, and this isn't one of those intangibles, is energy. You know, again, just watching Beckham right from from the start of the game coming out and, and just bursting down the sideline, you know, waving his arms like, a, you know, like a crazy man, you know, getting jumping up and down all excited. You could feel that energy all the way up to the press box. And, you know, you could also like if you watched him on the sideline, you could see him going up and down, you know, patting guys on the back, yelling, come on, guys, let's go, you know, just. Just, you know, getting all excited. And it was just really so nice to watch because it's something that they missed last year. And with Barkley, Barkley's not quite there yet in terms of, you know, a a rah-rah type of guy. But this is a young man that with his play just brings so much energy, generates energy. I mean, that 68-yard run, if if that had guys jumping to their feet in excitement and you could just see how it just rubbed off on 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 the entire team and it was nice to watch patty i'm sure that there were people who watched you know saquon barkley's college highlights and 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 some of the things that he did you know to defenders at the college level and and thought yeah but when he gets to the nfl he can't do that to nfl defenders can he And, and the answer in that 68 yard run was um yes he can uh, because he made two, you know, maybe three Jacksonville defenders grab at air, you know, right at the line of scrimmage. He made another guy miss going down the sideline. I mean, he's, we saw, I think also yesterday with Barkley, I think we saw a lot of what we're going to see. We saw a lot of sort of ho-hum, mundane, two yards here, one yard here, a little catch for a couple yards here. And then all of a sudden, you know, bang, you know, here comes this huge, you know, play out of nowhere when it looked like the Giants were dead in the water, you know, that, that changed everything and gave them a chance. And it's just exciting, you know, as you, when you look at the Giants, it, it is exciting to look at the fact that that they have two of those guys now who can change the game at any given moment, you know, when you get the ball in their hands. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've said this before. Eli can't do this by himself. He needs a running game. He needs a receiving, you know, a, a reliable receiving group. He needs tight ends and he needs an offensive line in front of him in order to make this offense purr. And he's got most of that. You know, the offensive line, you know, not to go back to that, but it's still a work in progress. You know, you, you hope that they come up with some kind of solution or they click within the next week or two be, before, you know, any losses start to pile up and, and the season starts to slip away. But to have a Saquon Barkley in there who can take some of the onus off of Eli to where now he doesn't have to throw the ball a hundred times a game. You know, I'm exaggerating obviously, but that's what it seemed like in the last couple of years. It was all Eli throwing the ball, you know, 40, 50, you know, times a game. Um, and, and I think 
they're going to be able to achieve that balance now that they have, you know, a Barkley in there, now that they have, you know, a healthy Beckham back, now that they have, you know, Shepard and, and uh, Evan Ingram in there, you know. So I think we're going to see more and more balance uh, on the offense. And um, I'm just looking at the final stats from yesterday, 23 rushes, 37 uh, pass attempts. Okay, not quite in equal balance, but, you know, given that, you know, given that the, they were in catch up mode at the end, and I think they had to do more passing towards the end there. But, you know, you, you can kind of see now that, you know, as opposed to last year, when they would only run the ball 10 times, 15 times, now they've got more of a, of a running it game to, to attack with. Yes, they do, Patty. As I said, it's exciting to see. Um, it's exciting to think about the possibilities. As I said at the top of the show, a loss is a loss. You don't get that back in terms of its impact on whether you make the playoffs this year or not. Um, but, you know, the, the combination of, of Barkley and Beckham uh, gives the Giants opportunities, you know, in every game that they're in. Patty, you, you mentioned Eli Manning, and, and what I want to do is let's take our second break, then we will come back and we will talk about uh, about Eli Manning's performance yesterday and some final thoughts on uh, on Sunday and, and what we might see going forward. But let's, uh, let's take a break real quickly here and hear from our next sponsor, which is MyBookie. Giants fans, let's talk about advice. Patty and I are always being asked for it. And the truth is, we can tell you a lot of things, but we can't tell you who is going to win or lose the games. If you think you know, you've got to check out MyBookie. MyBookie has been in business for years, has great online reviews, and offers an easy-to-use mobile site. You win, MyBookie pays. It's that simple. MyBookie has in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks, and for you fantasy football players out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON. That's locked on to activate this special offer for our listeners. With my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, Giants fans, Ed Valentine and Patricia Trena here on Locked On Giants talking about Sunday's twenty to fifteen loss to uh, to Jacksonville. Uh, we're in the the third segment of our show here today. And wanted to uh, to turn our attention to uh, to Eli Manning and and Patty, if if you don't mind, um, I I told you that I was tired and grumpy this morning, <laughs> and 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 if you don't mind, I'm going to take the floor for a minute and I'm going to have my say about Eli Manning. Go for it. Let me get my popcorn first. Uh, you know, everybody. <laughs> there you go. You ready? Every, every I'm ready. Everybody understands. That anyone who's followed Big Blue View and followed me for a while understands that that I have long been an Eli Manning backer. Okay, so so let's let's be clear about that. I've always been one who who thought that that much of the criticism of Eli Manning 
has not been deserved. And we've talked about this on the show a bunch of times, and you mentioned it earlier. You know, Eli, especially at this point in his career, he's not a mobile guy. He's not a guy who's going to make plays on his own. He needs the things around him to function. And, you know, the Giants have done a lot to try to give him those things this year. But what I will say is, you know, we sat in the press box last night and and we heard questions in Pat Shermer's press conference about Eli Manning and, and we heard arguments among people on press row about how much blame Eli Manning should get for, for, for yesterday's loss. And, and I saw, you know, tons of those kinds of, you know, the loss is Eli Manning's fault kind of comments at Bl- Big Blue View this morning. And, and my response to all of that is that that, to, to use a, a Dave Gettleman word, all of that is absolute hogwash as far as I'm concerned. How can, how can you blame, you know, a, the loss yesterday on Eli Manning? You look at how many times he was hit throughout that game. You look at how many passes were dropped yesterday. I think Evan Ingram said, Evan Ingram probably dropped two, maybe three. Um, you want to, you want to, talk about the pick six I mean the pick six was a tipped pass when he was under pressure I don't know what you do about that you're you're moving in the pocket trying to find space trying to get rid of the ball you know and and make a play I look at yesterday and I look at one throw that Eli Manning missed you know that one egregious throw that he missed which was a post deep ball to Odell Beckham in the end zone that that was underthrown or not underthrown, it was slightly overthrown. And, and so I look at I look at one play yesterday that I thought he missed. Other than that, other than that, I, I thought his play was fine. And I just don't know how you can look at yesterday's game and blame that loss on Eli Manning. I just don't understand it. I don't get it either, Ed. I mean, look, when your team loses, obviously you know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. So I guess you could say, you know, there's enough blame to go around and, and, you know, Eli will be the first and he did of course to say, I could have made better throws. I could have done this. I could have done that. But with that said, you know, it, it is a team game when your receivers are dropping passes on you, when your offensive line is not blocking for you, you know, how in God's name are you supposed to do anything as a quarterback? I mean, you know, you're right. I only saw the one throw that Eli made that I thought, oh, that wasn't a, you know, put too much on it. But the other, you know, just engineering the offense and, and, and you know, trying to work th- with what he had there. And and by the way, I don't think I've ever seen him this mobile before. I, I I liked how he was moving around in the pocket, which was a good thing. I think that helped helped him avoid it having it look worse than what it was. But you know, to 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 say that Eli is the reason why they lost that game, I'm sorry. Whoever says that just didn't you know must have been watching a different game than what you and I were watching. I I think so, Patty. Because let's let's be honest. I think we both understand. You know, that, that Eli Manning is not a perfect quarterback, never has been, never will be, um, has his flaws, is not Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's not, 
he's not perfect. You know, he's not going to put every pass exactly where it needs to be. Um, but I just, I just cannot look at that loss yesterday and, and say that it's an example of, of why he's finished. It's an example of why the Giants should have drafted Sam Darnold. Um, you know, and it's an example of why Dave Gettleman was wrong to stay with Eli. I just cannot look at that game and go where people seem to want to go, you know, that because he missed one throw, you know, that the loss was Eli Manning's fault. I can't either. I, I, I really can't. Um, you know, like you said, there was a, a hearty discussion going on last night in the press box and even in the tunnel. Um, I, I caught wind of some of that discussion and I, I just, you know, look, there are 99 problems with the Giants, and I think Eli is probably way, 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 way down at the bottom of the list. I mean, it starts up front with that offensive line. If that offensive line doesn't do its job consistently, then what? Ch- what choice? You know, what chance does anybody have? You know, and that you know that Saquon Barkley was able to do what he was able to do and and that you know Eli was able to to still throw for 224 yards you know he took two sacks in the process and I think he was hit um oh gosh I want to say a half a dozen times let me see if I can find that stat real quick I think I think he was hit I think the official stats show eight yes he was hit eight times yep but that doesn't but no 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 six six six. who knows six times who knows how many times he was under pressure and had to move. Right. But. Right. So, I mean, look, we, we know what Eli Manning is. He's he's a pocket passer. He is at his best when he can drop back, set up, and let it fly. Period. You know, it, it's nice that he's been able to move around. You know, he, he's looked, you know, pretty good doing it. But that's not where his strength lies. And I think, you know... I get the impression that that's more of a survival thing than anything. But, you know, with that said, he's trying to make a go of it. And I know there's going to be people out there that are going to say, oh, you're being a homer and Eli Homer and all that stuff. But look, when Eli plays bad and he's had some clunkers, you know, I mean, let, let's call it what it is. He's not a perfect quarterback. But to say that he's the reason why they lost last night, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not buying that. Oh, Patty, I'm glad you're on my side on that one because I really didn't want to fight with you this morning. <laughs> nah, nah, we we usually agree on everything, Ed. Uh, I mean, it makes you know, makes for boring times, but I know it makes for it makes makes for boring, uh, boring, un you know, not real arguments. But uh, anyway, Patty, let's uh, let's do this. Um, let's you know look at uh, try to spin the wheel forward a little bit. You know, try to look at just some final thoughts, you know, about uh, about the Giants after one week, you know, and, and heading into a second week where they where they travel uh, down to play the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. What? How about that? An early season game against Dallas at Dallas, huh? That's something new, right? Unusual, <laughs> really. Yeah. No, but seriously, I mean, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about the offense. I think we have to we have to touch upon the Giants' defense a little bit more. Um, you know, they, they got off to a little bit of a shaky start, but you know what? They held Jacksonville to two field goals in that first half, and then they shut the offense out in the second half. The only points Jacksonville scored, I believe, was uh, the, the interception return by Miles Jacks, 
Jack. So I think that was the only points that, 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 that they score. And that, of course, being the fatal blow. But I thought the defense, you know, a solid game. I thought Eli Apple played lights out. I think it was one of his best games. And I, I was happy to see that. Um, you know, the, the run defense uh, was, was pretty much solid. You know, yes, the, the Jaguars lost Leonard Fournette. Uh, to a hamstring injury early in the game. But, uh, you know, the run defense, you know, pretty much a solid job, especially up the middle. You know, Damon Harrison still has it. You know, anybody who who thinks he's he's declining, I don't know how he does it. I mean, I'm just amazed to see how how spry he is every year. And, you know, despite the fact that he'll sit there and say, I'm getting old, you know, beat up, whatever. Um, <laughs> I just so, I just know, I mean, a 350-pound man's not supposed to move like that, no, Patty. No, and, and, and it just amazes me what he is able to do. I mean, I have mad respect for the guy and what he is able to do. And it just I, I just don't understand why he doesn't get more respect around the league. Um from from his peers but but yeah i mean the defense solid you know um you know a few breakdowns here and there but uh for the most part a solid game you know special teams that to me was was, was should be getting some of the the arrows thrown its way because the giants not only lost the battle the starting field position battle um i have the stats right here jacksonville started uh their average starting field position was their 32 the giants was their 25 that's a big swing all right so when you lose that starting field position battle and then you have an offense that's that's not quite functioning on all cylinders guess what you're going to have an uh, an uphill battle to find so that and then of course we've got to talk about the muff pump for a fumble by by kaylin clay you know, we thought maybe the, um, you know, the punt return duties were, were, were solved and, you know, now you, you, you're given pause on that. So just a lot of stuff to, to for the coaches to clean up this week. I don't know if they're going to have enough time to do it, but they have some issues they have to address. Yes, they do, Patty. You know, definitely, as you said, not a good uh, Giants debut for, for Kalen Clay. I think he had, uh, I think he had four return yards in uh total in, on on three returns he had a that that horrible muffed punt you know that that took away the giants final opportunity you know at at what would have been a you know a heroic last drive um the one kickoff return that Cody Latimer had was you know only went for 15 yards um uh, you know, defensively, as you said, I, I thought they played well. Uh, I'm still a little bit concerned uh, about, uh, obviously, with, with Olivier Vernon sidelined. I think we, we came into the game, you know, worrying about the pass rush. I think we come out of the game, you know, continuing to worry about the pass rush, especially without Vernon. Um, so we didn't see anything surprising there. But not a bad effort, you know, all things considered defensively. Um, but lots to uh, lots to clean up heading into Dallas, uh, you know, where the Giants uh, always seem to find themselves early in the season. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it must. I don't know. Maybe there's a special discount or something that goes on, you know, that that's offered just to Giant fans at that time of the year. Who knows? But uh, it's uh, that that's a primetime game, right? Isn't that an eight thirty game? Yes, on it Sunday? is. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, great! Patty. A night game. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, you know, 
Who need who needs sleep, Patty? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, hey, it's part of the job, so all right, you do what you got to do. Yes, all right, Giants fans. With with that said, uh, I think we'll wrap up. We'll call it a show. We'll be back uh, later in the week to talk more about the Giants. We'll actually try to do a uh, a Twitter Tuesday for you guys tomorrow. So uh, you know, get your questions in to uh, to Patty and I. Send them in via email. Uh, I it's uh, locked on Giants podcast at Gmail, right, Patty? Correct. And we will also uh, one of us will also put up a a thread on Twitter, you know, for you guys to respond to with questions to make sure that we can uh, clearly identify them. And, and we look forward to, uh, to to your questions, and we will talk to you again soon. All right, bye bye now.